Hey, today's, today's daf is daf zayin, and uh, let's uh, let's begin. So, in yesterday's daf, when we started the uh, this, the third parak, we talked about the fact or the limitations in taking out zevil, taking out dung into a field. You might want to make these dung heaps for for storage or whatever it is, but you cannot do so to fertilize a field. You're not allowed to fertilize a field in shmita, and even after the even towards the end of shmita, you're not allowed to start fertilizing preparation. However, so therefore, the way you can start make forming these dung heaps has to be in a uh, after a particular point in time, which we learned yesterday, has to be in a fashion where it doesn't look like you're starting to fertilize. Okay, so that's what we learned yesterday. So let's continue now. We're at the point where it says Mishia Veshamatok. Now that, if you recall, recall, relates to at what time can you start forming these dung heaps? And we said, by the way, it was three piles each that with ten baskets, each having about a letach. We said that was about five core in each, I think. Uh, yeah, five cool, five cool for each pile. That is okay. So what? So at what point we said we said that you can only start doing that mishif sakur of of the avoda. That was Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Huda says mishiaveshamatok. Once the sweetness dried up, we we explained that either that was referring to within the land or within the within the fertilizer. The first was Rabbi The second was Marafulda, and the third was Rabbi Yossi. Says mishikasher. So Gemara is going to explain all these now. Mishiaveshamatok. That's but that's pakua. Amaravmana hahen pakua de bakata. What's pakua and pakua de bakata? Pakua, Rubchaim says it's a bikua, it's a crack in the fields. Shemishyavsha aretz, once the, the land dries up, it'll start forming these cracks, bekaim, bekaim. Okay, however, what's interesting here is that Marfuld explains it differently. He explains that Meshira Shamatoki also refers to Pukua as being cracks, but he says these are existing cavities or cracks within the ground themselves, and they would fill up naturally with water. And it's when that dries out, he's referring that's the Matok. That's, uh, that's, that's what's drying up. Um, that, you know, this is two different explanations exactly what it is. But again, we're talking about some sort of dryness, a measure of dryness within the soil. Okay, let's continue. And, and the third sheet was Rabbi Yossi says, Mishi Kasher, when it forms knots. And that's Mishi Asuk Sharim Sharim. When it starts forming knots, in, in, meaning when the dung dries up, and it looks like um, it says, Mishi Avesh Hazevel Nasim Chubarim Yacha. They start looking like connected to other, like, and it looks like knots, I guess, when it dries up. Okay. So, Amrav Hanani Mekevan Shit Kasher Bo Kesher Alyon Miyad Huyavesh. So the first point we says Rabbi Hananya says that that once the top layer, if you like, has already started drying, then what? starts forming knots, then it's already dried up, and you don't have to wait any longer. You don't have to wait till the knots are thoroughly developed. You see all these knot-like structures throughout the whole thing. Once the big top is done, that's considered dried up. And then it ends, meaning all these shirim we've been giving, they're all pretty much around the same time. That's what the Gemara is telling us now. And um, because it's trying to hit that mark of what it means, Mishif Sakur of Deabada, right? Time people stop doing fertilization within their fields. Okay, that's uh, that sums up that part of the mission. Nat says as follows So if you recall, we said importantly, it's, we said that you can make three dung heaps, each of these 10 baskets, okay? And you said, and the Chachamim said, you can increase the mashbelot, you can make the dung heaps even bigger, meaning more baskets within them, but you cannot mosifim ala ashpatop, you're not allowed to create more dung heaps themselves, okay? And Rebbe says even ashpatot as well, but we'll get to Rebbe Shimon in, in a moment. Now, what the Gemara tries to do is understand exactly what the Mishnah say, what the position of Chachamim are. In other words, 
when it says you can't increase these having more ashbatot, under what circumstances? So it says, meaning having more dung heaps. It says, so it's Amr of Yirmiya, but min hamashbelot. Therefore, what that means is the assumption according to Rabbi Yirmiya is why can't you have more than three dung heaps? That is because when you're having more than three, then you would then be increasing in that minimum size. You won't be having 10 baskets in each. Okay? That's what the assumption is. Ha, what it sounds like, now I've got a few Shinogirises here, ha, shalosh as opposed to shtayim, ha, shalosh mutar. So that's part of the question of Rabbi Yossi. I'm explaining this quantum of Chaim, who does the Shinogirises according to the Grah. He says that must imply that what? If you have three then, then you could have an even you could have even less than ten baskets, okay? Because if we're saying you can have more when it's less, that means three on the nose, three exactly. You might be able to have less. So Rabbi Yosef, but one second, he says. But if you look at the Mishnah, the Mishnah doesn't seem to suggest that. It says if you go less than the mashbelot, implies that even with three, if you have less than what? If you have less than, um, if you have less than uh, the ten baskets, it would be asur. So in other words, it must be then what? It must be that um, that we're, we're have the three, like you've got the three have the shiur. And if you even though the even though the assumption was if three had the shiur, you could start initially saying you could then maybe be able to increase. And we're saying no, three is the maximum number of dung heaps according to Chachamim. Full stop. You can increase, you can have 10, 11, 12 within if you don't keep, but three is the maximum. Okay. So it says, it says, and it says, Datanis, we see quite clearly, that's Shita Rebbe. Rebbe says you can't have more baskets and, you, and the dung heaps themselves can't be greater than 10 in each. The Chachamim um, you can have more baskets worth in each dung heap, but you can't have more ashpatot. Now, how's the deal working here? When it says you're allowed to increase the number of dung baskets, that's assuming that what we already have the shear. That's what it sounds like, because that's in the context of the debate between Meir and Chachamim. So, so therefore, too, must mean you can have more dung heaps, even if you've already reached that shear, because again, we're talking about the same thing. We haven't started changing quantities. If it's saying that you can increase on the shear, Mashma, that's what the case we're talking about. We're talking about we have already three davashir. So therefore, you, is, you can increase like vertically, but not if you like horizontally. You cannot add more of these dung heaps. And again, the, the issue with all these things, if you, if you appreciate what's going on behind here, it doesn't appear like you're fertilizing. Simple as that. Okay. Now, let's have a look at the next halacha. Like you're fertilizing if you have a huge heap of dung. Well, that's, that's kind of the point. Meaning, no, but... It, in a, uh, that's so. If you're putting in a too many different places, according to Chachami, if you have more than three in a Beit Seir, like a Beit Seir is a fifty by fifty, then it kind of starts looks like you're doing it according to their shita. You're, what you're suggesting is a bit like Rabbi uh, Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon says once you form these heaps, if they're a significant size, we'll describe what that is. You can have as many as you like because it now looks like you're just making these big lots of piles. Okay, so you like Rabbi Shimon, fine. Chachami said this is a limit. Okay, let's continue. That's kind of what we said. You can make these three dung heaps within a can More than that, now the word you have in front of you is asur div rebishim. Now that, now the, pretty much everyone says that's a tot sofer. If you look in our Mishnayot, the Mishnayot we have actually says, doesn't have the word asur, it says machziv. I'll explain what machziv is in a moment. But even there, the Batanura, all the Maharshi Mishnah says it should say 
mutar. In other words, this is this is Yivre Rabbi Shimon. This is, this is the Shita Rabbi Shimon we had in the previous Mishnah. Shita Rabbi Shimon is, well, if you have three dung heaps of the Shira, you can have even more dung heaps. You can have four, five, six, as many as you like. Because again, as we explained, once you've got formed these piles, it doesn't look like any more like your um, fertilizing. Hachamimur says, no, if you want to have more, you have to then do something that there's something nikar, something recognizable like action you're doing that shows you're not fertilizing. That would be achiamikrosha until you, you, you dig a, a hole three tfachim deep, and then you then that's what you use to contain the dung. Or achiakbiashlosha, or either you raise the surface of the soil or you um, build a platform of sorts. And therefore, it's nikar, then it's absolutely recognizable that what you're doing is just using this for storing this stuff. Okay? If you want to do more than three, that is. And then the next the piece is as follows. So, se otsar. Otsar now, what an otsar is, if you want to have one enormous pile. So, it seems to suggest, what, the Gemara is going to clear all this up for us, but it seems to suggest here that you can have one big pile. However, Emir says, no, Ajiamik, you cannot have one big pile. Again, I'll have to tune, uh, refine the Rebbe Mesut opinion of the Gemara soon, but it says you cannot have one pile. If you want to have one pile, it might look like fertilizing. So therefore, you have to also do this action that makes it look like, that, that's clear that you're not fertilizing, which is until you dig it down, three tfachim in the ground, or until you raise the surface. Okay. What if you have any small amount? Now, it seems here, what do you do? You see, then you can simply gradually take it out bit by bit as you form this. Okay, the Gemara is going to explain exactly how this works. Rebeliezer Ben Azar says, Osir says, you cannot do that until you then dig out, dig out the soil, um, either three tfachim deep or raise it three tfachim high. In other words, again, this, that's the only solution when, when what you're doing might appear like fertilizing. Okay, now, the first question the Gemara wants to address is why are we repeating Shittat Rebbe Shimon? We had just seen in the previous mission of Shittat Rebbe Shimon that three... Dung heaps is not a maximum. You can do four, five, six. So why are you repeating that again? So lama tinian trezim, then why are you repeating it twice? So Amr of Yirmir Bibra says, Kan bepochet min hamashpelot and baram hacha or hatam, if you will go, but be osea keshiur. What's this talking about? In other words, we may have thought the Rebbe, the Rebbe Yirmiyah, if we had we only the previous Mishnah, that he agrees the minimum size of these dung heaps is 10 baskets worth. Okay. And once you have 10, that's when you get 10 in each, and that's how you start increasing. However, the fact that it's repeated here teaches us that he's on another point as well. That point is he allows its ashba to be three mashbelot worth. It doesn't have to be that big. It doesn't have to be five core. It can be, it can just be three mashbelot, and that would be sufficient. Okay. In other words, that's two points he's arguing on. But Tanika, how much? Mishalosh mashbelot. And guys, provide that each each ashba, each dung heap is at least three mashbelot. So that's we see. That's why we the mission doubles up on his shita to show his cholak on two points, not just one. Okay. Now, even though it says chachamim osrim, it's actually we're going to be addressing the uh, shita of um, Rebbe Meir. In fact, um, uh, the Gra changes it explicitly. Says it should be Rebbe Meir oser. So let's have a look how it works. Now the question is when you make this, um, when you make, if you recall, the next the, the next case in the mission was can one make a single massive otzar, like a, almost like a one big pile to store all his dung in a field. Um, it wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily be in the interest of an individual to do so, right? Because um, he might, might want to disperse it. But let's say he did it that way, would that be okay? Chachamim said, absolutely, it's fine. Rebbe Meir says no. Now the question is, where, what, what case Rebbe Meir Cholek? You can't make one at all, no matter how big. So the, or how small. So if what um, the uh, Gemara continues, 
That's Be'osem Yoter Mekishir. Rebbe Meir is Cholek only if you're doing more than a shear. Now, what's a shear? If each of the Ba'ifta, the dung heaps normally, he agrees that the, it's, you can only make three dung heaps of 10 each. You, and if you recall, he said you can't, as I said, increase horizontally or vertically. You can't increase their sizes or the number of them. So here what it's saying is that Rebbe Meir would actually agree you can make one dung heap provided it is a total of 30 and a 30 maximum. However, he's cholek only in the case when you but also your termikishir. That's what that's what the Gemara is doing by refining his opinion now. He says when when you start objecting to make uh, making a big otzar in one field, that's when you start going beyond the maximum, which is say beyond thirty. Okay, aval bikishir if he does exactly the shir b'shlosh mekomot the, the shir that would be for three mekomot mutar b'makom echad lo koshekan. Meaning if if in three places he allows ten in each thirty. Which is more dispersed because like, that's more of a reason to look, look like you're preparing for or to do fertilizing. So Kavachomer, if it's in one place, you would agree that a maximum of 30 is okay. Okay, that's how the culture get works. Now let's continue. Hayalo Devarmor, what if he only has a small amount? Rebeliaza ben Azaria explains that you cannot take it out gradually or piecemeal, but rather what you have what you have to do is you have to again have this solution where you dig it out from the ground or raise up area on, on which you can start putting it bit by bit. So now the Gemara says, actually, patlin tre ptarim. The way Rabbi Chaim explained patlin tre ptarim, he explains the Lashon to, to mean that the Mishnah, one second, he says, there are two ways to understand the Mishnah, if you like, two cases. Uh, that's how he explains that Lashon. So he says, if it's b'shealo davar mu'at, betoch, now here we're a bit of a girisa change, Betoch Beito, as opposed to Sadehu, according to Reb Chaim. Again, I think this is the following the No, he's following the Rashi. In other words, if you um, if you have only a small amount in your house in Shmita, So if then what happens? You want to take the small house, small amount from your house. You know, instead of taking out and start putting in the Sadeh in the field, you can do so a little bit by bit gradually. However. In that case, Rabalaza ben Azari says it's Osir. You cannot do that. You cannot start, it's not, cannot start taking um, the manure out bit by bit because it looks like a starting you're doing fertilization. That's that point. Now it continues. My time to Rabalaza ben Azari. What's his, what's his issue? Because Shem Aloyim Tselo Zevel Zabel at Maybe you won't have enough. And it will look like, and it will find, and in, in the end, if you only put a small amount in that location, you'll effectively will be fertilizing. That's what it sounds like here. Okay. I'll just read Reb Chaim. He says, La shlim shiur. Maybe you won't get enough to make these 10 baskets. However, time, very important. According to this reason, if there was already a pre-existing dung there, then maybe according to the first stage, we're saying, uh, the, the, then what? Then Rebbe Lazar would say, then you can keep adding to what's already there. So the first um, ish, way of understanding, it sounds like well, the first case, if you like, is that the issue Rebbe Lazar Benazari is if there's nothing there and you start effectively creating it. And if you don't have enough, it looks like it, it looks here, it, it'll end up fertilizing because there was nothing there. And now by putting a little bit out and not a lot, you'll end up fertilizing. Okay, not look like you will be fertilizing, sorry. Now, however, patrele patrechorin, there's another way of understanding it. And that is, um, it says, Beshehaelo davar mu'at betoch hiya sadehu erev shviz, instead of beto. You have 
a, um, a little bit already pre-existing. This is case number two now. That's what you should say, not lotzi, losif. You want to add to it. Again, here, here's the losif I love. That's the way um, Gra changes it. Um, then, you can do so. So again, this is a pre-existing amount already there in the field. Once the Avodah have stopped doing their work, or people normally do fertilizing in a normal year, then you can start bit by bit adding to it. However, Abelazbanazara says in that case it's also. Now that case is this is now the more machmir case. Now the first according to the first case, we were understanding Rebelazbanazaria, this would be okay. Because it's not now Nintzamizavel Sadeh, or it looks you're if you don't have enough, you'll to be fertilizing because here it's already Mizubal, there's already fertilizer there. So we say, so therefore, now my time of the Rebbe Lava is now. What's the issue now? That is Shema lo lo zevil. Um, then it's, we start saying that maybe it's because then if you don't have enough, it will fertilize it. So we think Mara says, but one second, the case is it's already fertilized. So Rebbe or Tani, or there's different ways to read this, but um, Rebbe Chaim says you should say Tana, right? This is from the, he said, Yerushalmi Ketaviyad. Tana Rebbe, um, as to, so it's Tani Rebbe Yirmiya as opposed to Rebbe Babri Yirmiya. But anyway, whatever, it doesn't matter. But so Tani um, Rebbe Yirmiya Rabum Barchia says, B'Shem Rebbe Babar Mamal, Mipnei Marit Ayin. Because now it looks, now it's the issue of appearance of fertilizing. Okay, as opposed to before the issue was, if you don't have enough, you'll actually effectively fertilizing. But now mm-hmm. this is Mizubal, what's Rabbi Lazarus issue? No, the issue is because it looks like you're now going to do fertilization. People seeing you taking small baskets worth going out to the field, it looks like you're doing it. Until you finally reach the shear where it no longer looks like you're fertilizing. In other words, what you do, in other words, Rabbi Lazarus in order to circumvent this problem of Marit Ayin, you have to have the full dung heaps minimum sheer worth before you can take it out and put it there. Okay? You can't just gradually increase till you get to that size. So now the question is, In other words, the fact that he's taking out these baskets in this fashion, the magrifa, the uh, rake, I think it is, the, the, the scraper, the, the tools of which one uses to form a dung heap, and not the tools that one uses for fertilizing, then in other words, that's enough that people can re- see that when he's taking his thing bit by bit, that he's not doing it for fertilization purposes. Okay. That is that is how we understand why they allowed to do a little bit by little bit. So Rabbi Yossi Barbun Amar, he says as follows: Ilin Shmuata Dahacha is like the the Gra adds, Kilin Shmuata Dahata. In other words, what we do once again, like we've been doing many times in Masechta. It seems like, I don't know, sometimes you find a certain, I'm not sure if you've heard a theory on this before, but sometimes, sometimes sectors seem to have like system sectors or something like that, you know, where they seem to, there's so much overlap and, and connection between the sectors. Anyway, we're seeing this in a way with Shvis and Katan, clearly, right? <laughs> they seem to be, there's so many times doing crossovers between the two of them. It, it makes sense because Shvid and Cholomor had the same, similar type of uh, restrictions on Avod, even though we said that um, it can be more Machmir and Cholomor. But anyway, so that's just, Sorry for that tangent, but let's continue. Um, it says the Tanina we see there, the Rabalaza ben Azario Mer Enosin Etama Bitchila Bamoed Ubishvit. That one is not allowed to what? According to Rabalaza ben Azario, you're not allowed to start digging a water channel on during Cholomoed, Bitchila, meaning you're not allowed to create one or on during the Shemitah year. 
Now, why does Relazar ben Azar say so? Now, by the way, that seems to parallel our case here. Meaning what? That just as Rebbe Lazar ben Azariah says, you're not allowed to do things, it looks like you're plowing. So too, with Shvius as well, when you're taking the dung himself, bit by bit, it looks like you're fertilizing. Whereas Chachamim says you're allowed to do so. Okay? So Rebbe Lazar ben Azariah seems to be Lashitato in Modkata. So the question is, in that case, what's what's the shit uh, of, uh, why does Rebbe Lazar and Azara say you're not allowed to d- dig this uh, ama during Shemitah and Cholomoed? That is, because by digging out the soil and putting on the banks, you're turning over the soil in such a way and you're getting some, some rich soil from the base, if you like, and that's going to make the sides of it really good. You're preparing, if you like, that, that this, the banks of this uh, thing for planting. Rabbi Yirmiya Barbun says no Bishem Rav Babar Mamal. He says differently in the name of Babar Mamal that what? That Mibnei Marit Ayin. Because it looks like what? It looks like you're plowing. Right? Those are the two understandings. The shit that says Mibnei Marit Ayin there, also in our case, is also Mibnei Marit Ayin. That fits in nicely. Just as in that case that the digging the Amata Mayin is a chashash that looks like you're, you're plowing. So too in our case here, when the person, the, that's the chashash of Rebbe Lazar and Azar that look like you're fertilizing Mibnei Marit Ayin when you're taking it up bit by bit. However, according to the shita that what? According to the shita that there, the issue is not that mipnei marit ayin, but rather it's because you're, you're, if you like, your um, the banks are being, the soil is being uh, enriched, if you like, or prepared, um, for planting. Then what? How? How? How is our case parallel? How is Reb So we say Rather, it must be like the first svara we had in the first case. That you know, that's that understanding, which is what Meaning, according to uh, this, the second understanding, it must be the issue. The issue Rabbi Lazar has in our Mishnah is not Mishumaratayim, but because if you don't take out sufficiently any then you'll effectively be fertilizing the ground that is there if you only put a small amount, if you don't end up having produced your cows, if you like, don't produce enough fertilizer, which is interesting, which means according to, according to the way you understand uh, the, 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 two, the two different shit, or the, the way you understand the case in Moekatan has implications in terms of how Reb Lazabed and Azar has been cholakia. Because if you recall, According to the Shittim of Marat Ayin, it doesn't matter if there's pre-existing stuff from the previous year on the field, it still looks like Maris Ayin. But according to understanding that what that the issue is not because of Marasayim, but because if you, you don't take out sufficient amount, it will effectively fertilizing. Then if there was pre-existing from the previous year, then it wouldn't be a problem because you're just simply adding and putting on top of pre-existing fertilizer. Okay. So then again, so again, the, the, the two Masechtas marry one another. You need Moad Katan to understand Shviz because the Machloket in Moad Katan impacts our, uh, impacts understanding of Rabbi and Azariah's Opinion here about taking this fertilizer, saying some of the dung out bit by bit. As far as fertilizing, if it's a problem taking out a little bit, it's even more of a problem taking out a lot. Uh, not necessarily, because if you're taking well, out, a, if you, I think it doesn't destroy the soil if you end up putting like huge mound on top of it. But you'll be putting it in a wider area. No, no, this we're talking about dung heaps now. We're talking about putting it, making large uh, piles. Yeah, yeah. A, a heap as opposed to a single uh, basket. We'll yeah, but I don't, I'm not, I, I don't know. I'm not an expert in farming, but I, I, I imagine that this, <laughs> if you if you heap it too lot, it, it ends up destroy, being detrimental. But that's a that's a that, that's a guess of mine. 
but no. I'm, I'm, happy, I'm happy to be corrected on that one. Uh, let's continue. Um, now, we ask the question, what's an Afghamina actually, not just here in our Mishnah, in our Sugya, um, that what, but also in there, in the case of Moakatan, when you're digging this Tfaro. So we say the Afghamina is also what? Um, let's say someone's just trying to dig a channel for when they're trying to build the foundations of a house. Right, you know, when they do the by the walls, so they, they do a channel and they're filled with cement or whatever it is. Or it's not really cement, that's nowadays. But I'm saying they put the bricks in the ground. Okay. Or someone's making a fence. I think that's a classic case. So Havu Baim we want to say Manda Amar Taman, that the shitter that says there that what Mibne Maris Ayin, Bahak Midnaris Ayin, that both cases that what's behind is issue of Maris Ayin. Then what? Also, we'll see here the issue is going to be Maris Ayin as well, because when you're digging it. Even though you're taking the soil away, at the time of digging, it looks like you're digging your your um, plowing. People don't know you're building a building. According to the shita that says, when you're taking the soil out to make this water channel and putting the soil on the side, it's really improving the soil on the sides for planting. However, when you're doing, you're digging this for binyan, you're taking the soil and putting it elsewhere. So you're not machshir. Okay, so the, in other words, that would be the nafkamina between the two. If, if there's an issue, if you're digging, say, to build a fence, like digging some of the soil, and, and, and the soil's been taken elsewhere. However, everyone agreed, however, if all the building materials there, all the brickwork and the cement and stuff, as you're digging this hole, then there's no, then it's fine, because you're not because the soil's been removed, and there's no issue of anymore. Because everyone can see, they understand that what you're doing and digging this, this is for the foundations of a fence. Okay, let's get next case. Madayar Tzadehu. If someone is now um, keeping his animals in an enclosure and and in doing so, uh, he has a large field, but in doing so, they're going to do what animals do when they're going to, it could effectively look like fertilization. Okay. So what one can do, he says, Oseh Sahar. He can make a Sahar, a, um, a Sahar, sorry, Beitzah time. You're making a closure of beitza time, okay? Then what he can do, he's allowed to, if that fills up for the benefit of the animals, he's allowed to then What he can do is he can take, let's, uh, you know what, I'll show you a picture here, if you've got a minute. Um, I'll just go from the Mishnah website. Take me two seconds. Learning aids, Kilaim or Periquian, three, six, I believe. And share screen. No, nope, that's not Kilaim, when Shvies. Try again. There we are. Okay, I'll just share the screen just for a second. Um, so in other words, this is where it was initially. And then what you do is you leave one wall where it was and make all the other walls on each other side like this. Kacha, right? So therefore you end up medayer ar time, not to 50 by 50, but 50 now by 100. That's what the Mishnah says one can do. Now, what if the, that's, again, you're doing so for the benefit of the animals. You're not doing to fertilize the field. The Gemara is going to refine this soon. But that's a maximum you can do. Now, what happens, though? What if you're, it fills up with dung? It's like, what do you do then? The animals, after a while, they might be knee-deep in this stuff. Like, you know, what do you do then? So Reb Chaim explains Derech that that's a maximum you can do in a field. What you should do then is you then you have to move them to a place that's either you know that's that's um, that's like either rock or or place that's that's not right with Israel, not a sadeh, or build some sort of platform to them to animals to be on. But you know that's a maximum the Mishnah allows. 
Um, next, Rabbi Shimon. Now, what Rabbi Shimon um, Ben Gamliel Omer, he says, Rabbi Shimon Ben Gamliel Omer, Omer Beit Shmonasaim. Um, now, I don't know why I did this picture like this. Uh, interesting. Um, that's not the way I understood it. Beit Shmonasaim, I'll read you Rabbi Chaim. He says, Osei Arba Saharim, Kolechad Shtei Saim Nimtza Shmonasaim, Osei Ribua, Shel Dalet Saim, Al Dalet Saim, Kenem Afarash Birushalmi. Uh, what that means is not like this picture. This picture is probably one of the according to like one of the Mafarshim Mishnayos. But let's just leave that now. I'll show you this other picture. Effectively, what you do is I went like this, get to one to two. Then what I do is I leave this one here and I go two to three downwards, and then I go from then I then I leave the one that I've just placed here and go across. So I effectively go in a clockwise direction, if you like, by constantly moving around. But if in the very beginning, what I've done is I've basically placed a post over here in this bottom corner. And um, made a quinter of Shimamangamliel four different um, enclosures. That's the maximum he allows. Okay, said Okay, uh, let's continue. Hi, Takol said Arbasim. What if your whole field's Arbasim? We say Meshamemenu Mikzatomi Bnemarat Ayn. You have to leave a little bit in the corner. You can't get these animals to you know start doing their business over Shmiti through the, through the whole field. Other because Mibnemarat Ayn again. And then what you can do, you can actually start taking out. If the dung starts filling up, you can actually start taking out in the manner we have described it in yesterday's Mishnahs, which is, again, you can take it out at a maximum of three dung heaps in a Beit Seah, each having 10, uh, 10 piles, which is five quarter inch. Okay, so you can clean it out. You can start collecting it out, but only, again, after the of the Avodah are finished and only in the manner we've already described. Okay, let's continue. Sadeo, Sadeo, and it's a Tamantanin, we'll tell us in the later mission. If someone has um, watered their field, and oh, no, it's not a water field, sorry, Nitkavtsa is Natlukotsin. They've taken out the thorns from their field, not allowed to do that on Shmita, but it's not a, uh, what's called a Tikun Gamur. Then, um, then you're, you're allowed to Motse Shvir still, there's no Knas on that. You've done it, you've been a naughty boy, but there's no, uh, there's no Knas on it. You can still uh, plant the field. However, nitaiva or nidaira, nitaiva aval, if, if you plow the field or you put animals on it in order to fertilize it, then we say, So one second, it sounds like a Mishnah, what are you doing? You're putting this enclosure, it looks like you're putting the animals and moving around to fertilize. So therefore, since there's a knas applied of someone who uses the animals to fertilize a field deliberately, it must mean our Mishnah is not talking about you doing this deliberately. So it must be that we're talking about, I'll read Reb Chaim, it says, it says, the, the, the Reb Yonah gives an answer and says, you're not intending to do fertilization, so no, you just need a place for, anim- for animals to be. That's when it's okay. Despite the fact, despite the fact you'll end up fertilizing, if your intention isn't to fertilize, you just need an enclosure for animals, you're allowed to do that on Shemitah. But what we learn from the other Mishnah, again, Mishnah always have to be learned together with other Mishnah that, that marry it again, that, that, that if, you, um, if you're doing it deliberately for fertilization purposes, okay, like you put you put the animals in this in this the prime area and you fence it off. You never have animals there, and you're doing so specifically in order to fertilize it. Then a knas would apply. You wouldn't be able to plant in that region. So again, that mishnah informs on this mishnah that mishnah mishnah is simply you just need an area. 
Now it says, It seems you can make this sahar, the sahar, these um, enclosures with mats, with cash, with straw, with rocks. Even three ropes, one above the other, as we explained to give it a din mechitza. Now, this section requires thought, but again, we're in the last few minutes of the shear, so I don't want to rush it and, and, and hammer you with too many perishim. So let's just stay with the Reb Chaim. It's, uh, Reb Chaim says, this is, what's, it, what's going on here? I'll read you inside. And if you've got time, you can go through the Pnei Moshe. It goes into a lot of detail here and quoting the Tosefta. Very similar parish Reb Chaim. He says, you cannot put your sahar that you're making, this beitzah time, the, the beitzah one, sorry, close to your friend's one, um, if there's not a malos sahar in between them. You have to the archik malos sahar. Mishum shebehemot ovrot ubaot misar lasar, because animals new, new, normally go from one, one enclosure to the next. Kol she'em if there isn't a gap between them of a malos sahar. And if they do that, umezavlot, and they're going back and forwards, they're affecting the zabel as well on the way. And then the ki'ilu, and therefore it looks like ki'ilu said, and it looks like what you're doing, you're making your sahar even bigger than for sayin now. And now it looks like you're extending bigger than the sahar space you're allowed to do. Aval, kamalo sahar, however, there's a significant gap between one sahar and another sahar, then you don't have that problem. Okay. However, to add one extra point, or tomakom cholev, despite the, but nonetheless, the space between the two, that is, uh, again, sufficiently spaced, you you would allow to you're allowed to use your the animals are allowed to transit through that space you would be able to you'd be able to use that as an area to start milking your animals or shearing and others you'd be able to lose that space despite the fact they might do their, their business temporarily it's fine because again it doesn't have the appearance now you're doing so deliberately or in a way to or you're not trying to now deliberately like fertilize regions bigger than the chacham allowed you to do okay terrific Good to Have a good day. Why is it? Yeah. Yeah. Overall, for example, uh, we always hear concern with Marasayin. How come that when you have, for example, a person eating flesh chicks and another person milk chicks on the table, a hacker is good enough, right? Why is it that we can't put up the sign saying, here, this is a dunk storage facility or whatever type of field work the guy is doing that he's allowed to do? Uh, during the Shemitah year, why if you put a sign so that everybody would know what the guy is doing, why is that not accepted? Rare, rarely Maris Einstein's work. Um, we never say signs, I don't think, uh, for Maris Ein issues. Yeah, I understand. I'm saying, what is there? Yeah, why? why? I don't know. I'm not sure. I just, is there, I don't know. I think Chachamim Samachon signs. That said, sometimes we, we saw today and also yesterday, was yesterday, that um, sometimes, firstly, context helps. I mean, not signs. If the tool, if, you, if, you're, if you're, the environment is engineered away, like you've got your tools and things like that there. Yeah, so like if contextually it looks like it's fine, that can alleviate a problem. And also we said if people in the area, there's no concern about them, they understand what's going on, that's also okay. But I don't think, generally, we don't find that you can, putting up a sign works for my sign. Um, I, 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 the question, I mean, there are signs outside buildings the whole time for permits. Uh, how many people read them? I don't know. I'm not sure if science, is a, <laughs> science is a good thing. Um, uh, Chazal didn't seem to work. Didn't seem to work. Right. Call to everyone.